The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is again our Old Testament reading for this past week from, from Isaiah 25, verses 6 to 9, where Isaiah writes, On this mountain the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. On this mountain he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day they will say, Surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is our God. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. My dear friends in Christ, these verses are among some of the most comforting verses in Scripture when you, when you look at them closely. The, the Apostle Paul echoes one of the promises that's in this section, in his resurrection chapter, his great resurrection chapter, 1 Corinthians 15, when he says, death has been swallowed up in victory. And the Apostle John echoes another one of the great comforting thoughts here in the last book of the Bible, when he says, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. And Jesus himself demonstrated the truth of these promises in this reading when he was speaking to the mother of that young man at Nain. And, and he told her that she didn't need to have her tears anymore. And she, he ended up raising that young man back to life. Tears were removed. Death was swallowed up. And of course, the Lord's own resurrection just proves that, demonstrates his absolute power over death. And for all people of all time, what Jesus' resurrection from the dead, his, what that does is it proves that he's overcome death and we can look forward to eternal life in heaven. Well, only the Lord himself could accomplish such a feat as this. He saved us, and we have this wonderful banquet to look forward, this wonderful eternal banquet to look forward to in heaven. And as I said yesterday with that section where it says, this feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. Can't you just picture this great, this wonderful feast festival meal with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit uh, uh, with us around a monstrous Thanksgiving Day dinner table and everyone's together. There's no squabbling amongst anyone, just everyone getting along in perfect harmony and this dinner going on absolutely forever. That's the picture that we get of what heaven will be like. And now that's heaven, but that banquet 
has already begun for us believers in Jesus because we have his grace and his love and his forgiveness. And in this reading, he talks about this shroud or sheet of sin or unbelief that's been removed. And that means that now we're gonna be perfectly united with God. The sin, the unbelief that had separated us from God no longer there to separate us anymore. And now because Jesus defeated death at the cross, well, there will be no more reason for any tears or sorrow or anything like that anymore. And he also says we won't feel shame or disgrace because, because sin will be gone. And for that matter, because we'll be in heaven and because sin will be removed from us, we won't be able to do anything shameful or disgraceful ever again. And because we have Christ's forgiveness, what that also means is that we won't feel shame or disgrace for any of the past sins we've committed in this life because, again, we have forgiveness and those sins are gone. That's why Isaiah said, In that day, they, believers, will say, Surely this is our God, we trusted in him, and he saved us. Isaiah knew that in heaven, believers would be able to make this wonderful confession. And here's Isaiah. This is more than 2,700 years ago, but through the eyes of faith, he was also making this wonderful confession. And Jesus, well, his coming into this world, coming to this earth, that was 700 years after Isaiah's time, but Isaiah already was making this wonderful confession. Surely this is our God. This is the one who will host this amazing, great feast for us in heaven. This is the one who restores our formerly broken by sin and unbelief he restores our relationship with God, unites us perfectly with our God. He's the one who defeated death and won eternal life for us. And he's the one who gets rid of all reason for shame or sorrow or shame, disgrace, any of those things. All of that taken care of by our Savior. Isaiah said, and, well, believers will say, we trusted in him and he saved us. And the thought here is not that he saved us because we trusted in him, but he saved us and but he, we trusted in him because he saved us from our sins and from what we deserve. Isaiah encourages us, this is the Lord, we trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. This is the Lord. He is this amazing, great, loving, gracious, forgiving God who does everything for our salvation. And because he does everything for us and even makes us believers in him, it only makes sense for us to trust in him above all things. 
He'll get us through this life with all of its problems and troubles and viruses and, and whatever problems we may face, everything. He saved us. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for being this amazing, gracious, and loving God who does everything for our salvation. You saved us. Thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.